Hey folks, Jonathan here. Uh, as we mentioned last week, you know, there's all these different special elections coming up. It's not just 2018 that we got to worry about. It's happening now. The chance to flip Congress is happening now. And uh, one of the races that we got coming up tomorrow, in fact, uh, as I record this, it is Monday, April 10th. Um, tomorrow, April 11th, is the race for the House District Number 4 in Kansas. James Thompson is our candidate, and uh, we have a very brief interview here with him today. Jesse hopped on the phone and talked to James a little bit about where he's from and, and uh, why he's doing this and also how you can get involved. So here's Jesse's interview with James. your background in politics? <laughs> um, I, I don't have a background in politics. I, I'm new to politics. Got in the race because I was tired of seeing uh, people on both sides of the aisle fighting with each other and, and never getting anything accomplished. So what is your background? What, where do you come from? I know you're a civil rights attorney, correct? Uh, right. I'm a civil rights attorney. I'm a U.S. Army infantry veteran. Um, I grew up in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Uh, grew up in some pretty uh, rough circumstances down there and was in poverty and was actually homeless at one point when I was a teenager. I, I was fortunate enough to have attended a high school uh, where a gentleman named uh, Charles Tweed was my teacher and he made me realize the importance of education. He you know, took me under his wing, so to speak, and uh, made me realize that I didn't have to be confined to poverty, that if I got myself educated, I could get out of it. So that's what I've, I've worked to do went in the military and served in the Presidential Honor Guard from 90 to 94. Came back here to Wichita where my grandparents lived. I went to Wichita State University, graduated with a degree in political science, went on to Washburn Law School and began practicing civil rights law. I'm married and uh, to my beautiful wife, Lisa, we've been together for 18 years and I've got a 12-year-old daughter. Her name's Liberty. When exactly did you announce your candidacy for this particular race? Uh, middle of January. I, I don't remember the exact date, but uh, I had had some conversations with friends about maybe running for a smaller office just because I was getting tired of the politics. And I had two Republicans and two Democrats that came and spoke with me and said that I ought to consider running for Pompeo's seat because they wanted to see uh, our politics here in Kansas go back towards the middle. Um, were there specific uh, things that your candidate, uh, parts of his platform that you are running on the opposite of? Uh, are are there are there very clear lines in the sand between his platform and yours? Uh, yes, I would say so. We have very different views on what uh, America should be about. Uh, I, I'm about going out and speaking with all of the people in our communities, regardless of their race or religion. The you know, immigration issue, I believe that we should have a fair and firm immigration policy, and that uh, we should be working to incorporate undocumented people in our society into becoming American citizens. I believe that we've got to work on the problems in healthcare uh, in the ACA as far as work to reform it. He wants to repeal it. We've got to, we've just, <laughs> we've really just got to start working towards a better America for people. And, and he wants to work with, you know, big special interests. He claims he's against the swamp, but he surrounds himself with people that are from the swamp. I'm just for working class people. I grew up in poverty. I know what it's like to be poor. I know what it's like to struggle. And I want to return uh, power to the working class people, make sure they have mm -hmm. a good livable wage. Uh, I want to protect our education system and make sure that public education remains viable and vibrant and 
you know, he wants to go to a voucher system that would result in segregation and, and using money for religious institutions, violates our constitution. So it, it just pretty much down the line, he and I are opposed with, uh, on things. You know, where we do agree, the Second Amendment, he and I, I believe strongly in the Second Amendment. He says he does. What do you see as the extra importance of these special elections right now? Do you feel kind of like the historical import of <laughs> of, of, of how we turn the current Congress? Uh, well, yeah, I, I, I really do. I, I see that special election is important not just for you know our district. It's, it's important for the state of Kansas. Sends a message that you know here in Kansas that we're tired of the ultra conservative policies that we're seeing. It, it puts all ultra conservative Republicans on notice across the country that if we win here, then mm -hmm. no seat is safe in the country. Trump won by what kind of percentage point in the in the election in your district? It was like 20, 23%, something like that? 27%, uh, I think. 27%, wow. Some would say that that's a pretty solidly conservative district that was you know, not at much risk to be flipped. Um, did, did you feel like when you first went in there that it was going to be an uphill battle? Well, I, I thought it would be an uphill battle, but we saw really good signs here, you know, that uh, people here are tired of, of what they're seeing. You know, mm -hmm. this past election, in 2016, we had 13 different seats in, in our state legislature that uh, went Democratic. That was the largest number in any state across the entire country. And we had several more seats that flipped to very moderate Republicans. Here in this legislative session, we've seen our Democratic uh, representatives and our moderate Republican representatives banding together to override uh, or try to override vetoes that, you know, from our governor on the issue of Medicaid and tax reform. So we've seen really positive signs here that people are tired of the ultra-right conservative mm -hmm. agenda. And, Even though they voted for Trump so overwhelmingly. Well, but a lot of the votes here, and you'd have to be on the ground here to understand, a lot of people here that voted for Trump, it wasn't a vote for him as much as it was a vote you know, against uh, Hillary Clinton or against the establishment. So you're out there and you're talking to people right now. Do you feel like some of the people that were, that voted for Trump are, are already disappointed? I, I do. I, I think that there are people out there that uh, you know, definitely have uh, some buyer's remorse. I, I think a lot of people, though, also want to see him given a chance here. So the vote between me and Estes isn't really a vote on on sure. Trump, of course, there are still quite a few people here that support him. So there have been some attack ads that have aired recently about you. Is that correct? <laughs> yes, there have been. <laughs> was, was that something that you expected to have happen? Did you, did you think that the Republican National Congressional Committee was going to come so hard? Oh uh, well, I expected attack ads to come. The, the, the thing I guess that uh, I find disheartening is that there's not an ounce of truth in the attack ads, and so that that really. You want to tell people, our, our listeners, what uh, what the ads were actually saying that were not true? Well, the ads say that um, I support um, gender selection, abortion, that uh, I support um, uh, federal funding for uh, abortion, that I uh, support. Um, late-term abortion. I mean, basically, uh, they, they're saying things that I have never said. The, the, mm -hmm. What I have said is that I trust women to make their own decisions about their bodies, and mm -hmm. that, that you know, I support the law as it stands in, in the United States. Mm -hmm. um, I have not made my issues uh, or my race about the abortion issue at all because um, it, it's not a, an issue that uh, I think a, a, a congressman has a lot of control over anyway because it's a Supreme Court decision that uh, has been the law of the land for 60 years, and I can't reverse a Supreme Court decision. So I'm, I'm, work, I'm worrying about the things that I see people in my district worried about.
And mm -hmm. the, the attack ads are nothing more than a, a way to try to inflame prejudice and, and passion rather than talking about the issues. The ads came out kind of late in the game, right? <laughs> yeah. Is there, is there any way for you to have kind of a concerted response? Well, you know, we're staying on point. Um, yeah. we're, we're talking about the, the, the things that people are concerned about in this district. You know, what we've seen from Mr. Estes is he won't show up to debates. He, he can't raise money for himself, and obviously he can't fight for himself. They're having to bring in Ted Cruz and, and the vice president and, and Speaker Ryan to do it for him because he doesn't know how to do a campaign himself at all. People here are going to have to make a choice between do they want somebody that's out fighting for them or do we want somebody that has to bring in other people to do the fighting for him. Uh, and the election is on Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken, correct? That's right. Yep. Uh, Tuesday the 11th. This is going to air on Monday, and I just wanted to ask you, is there anything that our listeners who, you know, Presumably, most of them are not in your district. Anything that they could do on this last day to help your your uh, position? Most definitely is, and thank you for asking that. Um, mm -hmm. Our website, votejamesthompson.com, has links on it uh, where they can donate, but more importantly, where they can uh, volunteer to make phone calls. We have a virtual phone bank system where they can call and help get the word out. We have the, a text program that they can go to where they can help send text to people to remind them to get out and vote. So there's definitely things that can be done from in the district and from outside of the district to help get the word out to make people get out there and vote. Because it's going to be a low turnout election anyway, and the more we can reach out to our constituents, the better. And do you still feel like it's going to be a low turnout? I mean, there's, there's been a lot more attention on this uh, than typical special elections. I do. I, I don't think that this is going to be a very large turnout from what we're you seeing. So. I think we'll see a large turnout from the Democratic base. And I'm excited about that. But this isn't going to be a presidential turnout election. But the best way for anyone to get more information about you and your campaign and, the, and what they can do is to go to your website, correct? That's right. VoteJamesThompson.com. VoteJamesThompson.com. All right. Um, well, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to me today. Oh, hey, Jesse. I appreciate it. Okay. Great. Well, have a good day. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. I just want to remind everybody here at the end that if you uh, want to know about all the other different special elections coming up, a great place to find that is flippable.org slash act. Go there, see what races are happening, and please, please, please get involved. Okay, folks, see you soon.